0: All right, hopefully my voice holds up for another five or ten minutes. We've had nonstop fun, excitement, laughing, learning. Everything that this conference is about, Shape America, the Shape National Conference, in the exhibit booth. The an impromptu dance, uh, yeah, session. Oh, a, a Cupid Shuffle going on to our love the cheerleading lifts
1: happening over here. At the U.S. Games booth.
0: We have Alex O'Brien building some kind of a of, of a plastic yeah. birdhouse. It looks like a treehouse, or I, I
1: don't know what that is.
0: Maybe it's his hotel room for the night. Who knows? Monkey bars. Uh, but we're having an absolute blast <laughs> doing whatever it is that we're doing here. We're a
1: tarp over it.
0: <laughs> in the U.S. Games booth here at Shape Nashville, and we are joined by. <sighs> Where do I begin? Uh, in our field, I think anyone who takes the time to come to a conference like this, whether you're attending, presenting, a vendor, whatever the case may be, I, I feel like you're already showing leadership qualities. I think if you put all those leaders together, we're all staring up at our next guest, who is Terry Drain, the the pride and joy of the West Coast. Uh, Terry, welcome to the Open Forum podcast. I would say tell us a little bit about yourself, but I think everyone who's listening knows who you are already. <laughs> How's your week going so far?
2: I, I'm having a lot of fun. This is I've I really I've been coming to the National Convention since uh, 2003, and I really have the energy here. I th- I'm having the best time I've ever had before.
0: It's I don't know if it's the, a combination of the people, Nashville, all those things combined. It's been an absolutely awesome. amazing couple days. Yeah, truly. What, what's been your highlight so far now that we're midweek or so?
2: Oh, so many, so many. OK, so I was at the, the saloon last night. Okay. OK, so that was great. That was epic. Um, I just had some like, great conversations with people. Uh, I had a good chat with Freyland Lynch yesterday, and my head's still buzzing from that. Um, I attended some awesome sessions. You know, I can't even think back beyond yesterday. Sure. It just seems like I've been here forever.
0: <laughs> Which I think is the beauty of, these, of a week-long conference like this. If you break them down into little mini conferences day by day, there's still so much excitement and goodness from each individual day that you're bound to get so much information. From an end, all the after hours, networking and socializing, bringing together great people is definitely a huge part of it as well.
2: Seriously, yeah. I mean, the hallway conversations, that's worth the price of admission. Absolutely. In itself.
0: Now, you, you mentioned you've been doing this, playing this game since 2003 with these national conventions. Unfortunately, there's probably a ton of people who want to be here, who have never been to a nat, or maybe don't even know there's a national convention? What's something that's a little off the radar, maybe off the beaten path, that happens at these conventions that someone might not know about?
2: Well, again, you just know, the people you get to meet from the rest of the country. I mean, my eyes were open wide. Of, okay, so that there's a world beyond California. <laughs> what? There's other places. California's not <laughs> the center of the coast. universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the very first time I came, I was I was blown away that my heroes were here like oh my gosh there's Judy rink there's george graham I have, I have their book i have his book i have her book it's like whoa yeah so i was a little bit starstruck for sure and
0: that's one thing that kind of a uh, prevalent theme that keeps coming up is how important the sessions are all great you know we have some of the best teachers in the country in the world who are showcasing their tips tricks and bits of wisdom but just the the networking uh we mentioned twitter a lot and how it's a great non-stop professional development resource but then getting to see these people uh right. i think back to our emerging leaders session on tuesday just being in a room standing in front of a room with colin brooks and matt pomeroy is like i was fanboying out for four hours <laughs> but then looking around the room and seeing judy Lobianco is there terry drain is there the the, the Folmers were there uh it's it's such in it, it, it reminds you of what your place in the world is <laughs> and, and just how how much brilliance there is in our network and how beautiful it is to see all those people come together to support and, and share love with each other that will eventually trickle down to our schools, to our kids, which is really what this is all about. So thank you for coming to that session, by the way, and popping in for a few minutes and talking about national board certification. Can you chat for a, a few seconds as to what that journey means to you and why others who are considering it or maybe haven't considered it should consider it.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm positive I wouldn't be sitting here today without it. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it, I was well into my career when I, when I did it, and I had no idea what I was in for. But I had an administrator suggest that I uh, get involved, and, I, and so I did. And, yeah, like, little did I know how much work it was. Little did I know uh, it would completely change me as a person as, and as a professional. And uh, back then, you would go through the the entire process in one year. And it was an epic year.
3: Sorry. No worries. Sure. Is
2: that okay? I
3: apologize. So,
0: just jumping right back into if if you would, again, just a
2: little bit. Sure, sure. Well, you, you know, there's a set of national board standards for what accomplished physical educators look like, as there are for several other content areas. So, certification involves you providing evidence that you've achieved these standards and you do it a number of ways. You've got portfolio entries where uh, you're reflecting on your um, assessment, um, your learning environment, um, your, your work communicating, uh, learning with the parents and the community. And uh, again, a lot of written work, but you also have to provide some videos and um, there's an assessment center exercise, which you are um, evaluated on your content knowledge and your ability to apply that knowledge to the teaching situation. It's like really seriously stressful, um, and it's tough. Uh, um, again, I didn't know that um, only 30% people passed the first time, and you'd have three years to complete the process. Yeah, And uh, as I was saying in the emergent le- Emerging Leaders session, uh, I just went for it. Um, I had, again, no idea how much work it would be, but uh, I threw myself at it, and I was lucky to certify in the first year. So, but, again, it was transformative. I, I was empowered by the process, uh, understood for the first time that I might have something worth sharing, and that, um, that I decided the best way to do that would be to help other teachers be better, and that's pretty much what I've been doing ever since.
0: I was fortunate to hear you and, and, your, and your crew speak about national board cert at boston last year there's a little a little session on that matt palmer and i have been talking about possibly taking that leap together and, and forming trying to form a little a little cohort or co- to go through it together and I, i'll be honest the the thought of taking the journey terrifies me one because i have to i have to look at myself even deeper and figure out like how how good am i <laughs> essentially but that fear also inspires me it, It's it's a new professional challenge to rise above, and hearing you say how much better it made you, the the process made you. Right. I think is the benefit. Yeah,
2: yeah, I won't lie. It's totally humbling as you start to understand what you don't know.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes you you don't know what you don't know, and you
2: discover what (laughs) you don't know, and it it is. very humbling, and I, I believe everybody that I knew was going through the process experienced that at the same time. It's like, oh my god, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> right? What am I doing here? <laughs> I'm not worthy. Um, but, you know, you give it your best shot, and you come out the other end, and you realize oh, maybe maybe I'm, I'm okay at what I'm doing. So I'm that's not, the empowering part. I'm not so bad after all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, if I was a teacher who was looking to start this process, where would I go?
2: Well, there's a uh, a lot of information online, they've got quite a good uh, a website, you we can find out plenty of information. But I would start with your Shape America colleagues. We started a special interest group for National Board teachers and anybody interested, so you can join that and you just, um, um, you know, put out a, an email and say, hey, exactly that. But by the way, you guys are live, there's a presentation at 1.45 on National Board <laughs> certification in room 201A. How ironic is that? <laughs> I know, well thanks for the tee up for that. <laughs> Talk to people who've engaged in the process. And, it's uh, almost
1: like we planned it. <laughs>
2: they're, they're your greatest resource. Yeah. Uh, and again, on my journey, I didn't know any other nation- anybody else engaged in the process. As I understand it, I was probably the only teacher in California who was doing it at that time. And, it's like just on an island. And way back then, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Seriously, 2003. The internet was barely um, in existence. That's when I graduated high school. I know. Were barely born, right? <laughs> um, there used to be something called um, Yahoo Groups. Yeah. yeah. And um, I hooked up with some teachers in Chicago on a Yahoo Group, and they were already certified, and they were putting themselves out there to to help people in the process. Like, whoa, that what a find. And I, truly, if I hadn't hooked up with them, I don't think I would have certified. And um, I was hearing about teachers in, in North Carolina that were doing it, and they were getting um, professional development. They are getting uh, week-long re- weekend retreats where they would go and get support and talk to other people and work together. It's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> so one thing I was able to do once I was um, certified, I was uh, involved in the California Subject Matter Project at the time and worked with, with their support to create a um, candidate support program. And we did that for four years where we got, uh, I believe, over 60 teachers engaged in the process, certified, uh, I believe, 45. And I was able to give back um, that way. It's a good percentage, too. uh, Yes. Yes. Well, that's what you get when you have support. Yeah. Not everybody's certified the first time around, but, you know, if they hung in there, they would get through it. So um, that was special. And, you know, what came out of that, and you see evidence, evidence of it here, is tight a tight California teaching community.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah. Where
2: did I meet Matt Bassett? He's from Southern California. That's where I met him. Yeah. Where did I met meet Seth Seth Martin? It was right there. Um, Kate Cox and I worked together like we just knit this really it was the the beginning of what you see here with this really tight professional community.
0: I, I can't stress the importance of that that community feeling and that support. I think that gets you through the tough times and the stru- like for, for me the, the biggest thing that I fear probably one of the biggest things are deadlines. I feel like with teaching and coaching and family and this and that, I might forget to submit something timely. However, if you have a group working on it together, we can lean on each other, keep each other posted, literally and figuratively. Yeah. And, and And keep those things. But to spin support a little bit on its head, uh, I, I think I speak for anyone who's listening and almost everyone who's here that without your support and your work and the things that you've done, We wouldn't be where we are, and to think that you've done that for me from across the country, without actually meeting me in person until maybe about a year ago, it means the world. So thank you for just for for being here and for all the work that you do. Oh
2: well, thank you. You know, and again, I, I think that's a byproduct. When you videotape yourself and you send it to people you don't even know to watch. Then it becomes no big deal. It's like whatever. I've got people coming to observe me today. Whatever. Who are you? Oh, you're the whatever, the congressperson. Like you get you get used to it. Mm. So yeah, with social media, you know, at the beginning when you press that send button, it's a little bit shaky. You're just like, oh wow, where's this going? And and now I I don't think too much about it. I'm always careful, you know, to send a. Something that's going to be <laughs> reasonable quality, um, but what a tool! Social media is just amazing. It's done so much for our profession.
0: Now, besides the national board cert session coming up, what what else is on your agenda for the rest of the week? What's one session or one presenter that you're really looking forward to seeing the rest of the week?
2: Oh my gosh! Uh, well, I have to say, uh, my schedule is cram packed with um, board of directors business. Mm. I um, have meetings to attend and functions to go to. Very excited tonight. I'm going to the, the district awards dinner for Teachers of the Year. Uh, and then tomorrow is the Hall of Fame. Now, um, I, you know, you kind of put me on the spot here as to one <laughs> session because I get to look in there and it's like, well, maybe I can go from a session today between 2 and 3, and I'll see what's there. Um, but, you know, I'm an assessment geek, so I will look for um, sessions on, on assessment, try and get some ideas about how to do that better. Uh, I know there's one bright and early tomorrow morning. I think um, maybe on the the PE metrics 2 Sure. Uh, with Shirley Holt Hill. Yeah. you know I've got that one marked off. Um, I, and I'm always trying to see the Teacher of the Year presentations. Of course. Lots lots of great stuff there. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what I have planned.
0: So I put you on the spot a little bit with that question, to put you on the spot one last time. We are here in Nashville, Music City. Do you have a favorite country music song?
2: So, um, you know what? No. I mean, okay, I'll tell you this. I'm Canadian, okay? So there's my first confession. <laughs> uh, there, is, there is country music in Canada, right? Sure. Katie Lang and um, Shania, Shania Twain,
3: Twain.
2: Mm-hmm. right? Um, but, no, you've totally, like, outed me here as um, Someone who has no knowledge at all, too much, not even enough to come up with one great country music song, but maybe you can help me out here. Wait, what should I be listening to? Y-
0: you mentioned two big names, at least, that I'm sure people have heard of before, so that that's a plus. You'd be surprised how many people we've asked that question to. They're like, no, I don't really know country music. I'm like, we're in Nashville. You couldn't get me something. Um, what's, the, I don't know, what's one of the songs that are, that are hot right now that all the kids are listening to?
2: Oh, just happen to have it here. Look, look at that.
0: If that's not <laughs> serendipitous, I don't know what it is.
2: It's radio magic. Well, I feel like this is a great way
0: to kind of wrap things up. Terry, thank you for a few minutes It of... looks like we've
1: made it. It looks we have it? Look how far we've come.
0: And Terry, you're still the one who drives our PE ship from the West Coast. Thank you so much for your, your time, your leadership, and just for bringing some fun to our show today.
2: Well, thank you for having me here You two rock <laughs> You uh, should consider another career Not that you're probably not awesome in your current day job But I think if you ever wanted to um, You know, diverge and do something different You got it
0: My principal probably would agree that maybe I should find a new job So, <laughs> <laughs> Have fun today, have fun tonight And I look forward to seeing you the rest of the week
2: Okay, thanks very much
0: Terry Drain, ladies and gentlemen Thanks so much
2: oh. Oh, Lucky it. I didn't say Ann Murray
0: <laughs> We would have found her too Really? really, Folks, the revolving door of superstar guests <laughs> does not seem to stop today for the second day in a row. We're at the U.S. Games booth, third floor, Exhibit Hall, Shape America National Conference, Shape Nashville. We're being joined by two absolute rock stars in our field, one of whom, uh, again, unbeknownst to all of you folks, waited very patiently for us yesterday for, what was it, about three, three and a half hours, Chris, you were standing here? Waiting for a chance to speak with Close us today. <laughs> Chris Herschel is, is here with us as well as Nick Thompson, both rocking from the state of Maryland. We have a huge Maryland turnout. Yeah. Not just here at the conference, but here on our show as well. Folks, how's the week going? How's the conference been for you?
3: It's going great. We're having a great time uh, meeting all the people at the expo and getting ideas for our schools back at home and bringing everything from here to all the teachers in the schools.
4: Excellent. How about you, Chris? Yeah, it's exciting to be here and, and to have so many Maryland people here. We we see people that are open trainers like Rich Wells from our state, and we see people that have visited our state. We saw that Brian DeVore was honored last night, and he's a pretty pretty big professional development person in our state, so we're so excited to see that. And Marylanders have had a lot of chance to present, and we've made a lot of great connections with health and physical educators across the country.
0: Now, Nick, we were talking offline briefly before we started this about your background and... Kind of a, I feel like everyone at this conference is here for, a different re- for different reasons. Either you're a teacher presenting, you're a pre-service teacher just trying to figure out what this whole thing's all about, uh, you're a seasoned veteran who wants to get more knowledge. What specific area or avenue are you kind of coming at this from?
3: So over the last 13 years I've taught physical education and the last two I was uh, a supervisor in Wicomico County, Maryland, physical education, health and family and consumer sciences. And in the time that you become a coordinator for the district, you see a lot of data. Mm-hmm. And we sort of came up with this idea that we would look at the correlation between academic achievement and our fitness gram that we have in all of our schools. So we were able to align academic achievement with fitness gram and prove the relationship. and. We're working together with everybody in the school system, from the teachers, the community, our administrators in the schools, and most of all, the support of our superintendent, directors, and assistant superintendent, and they're in full support because they've seen the data, how it absolutely is reflected in academic achievement and attendance, GPA, and other avenues. And we're gonna align that to the uh, different tests for the state wow. I assume, so. and rate of referral. Right. We, we've actually shown that people that perform higher on the fitness gram have a lower rate of referral than the students in the school.
0: That's something. We, we had Dr. Jeremy Lyon on a little while ago from the Cooper Institute and Fitness Gram and mentioned a lot of those things, how for better or for worse, we live in a data-driven society. Uh, we want to advocate for our programs, whether it's more, more days, more minutes, uh, more funding. But when it comes down to it, if admin doesn't see tangible data, it's hard for them to make those, especially if their PE experience wasn't what we're trying to preach now at this level. What has been the, the feedback from your teachers in embracing data, which might not always be in our wheelhouse, or how do they feel about em- embracing this kind of new data-driven movement?
3: Well, I think it's important to note that we've been doing the fitness gram for the last 10 years. Wow. But the data has never been looked at in this way. Right. So my colleagues and the teachers in our our whole system are seeing, they're making a difference. They're seeing the value of themselves after they see the data. And they've been administering this test over and over and over. And now we have data. And right now we're at three years of longitudinal data. So it's all consistent year after year.
0: That's amazing I think uh, again it I think we've all heard that physical activity and you know being active leads to academic scores and things of that nature until you actually have a piece of paper that shows two three four years worth of, of progress I think it's hard to justify that besides being oh yeah I heard this at a, at a conference somewhere um, what would you say I, I guess how what kind of difference have, have you seen and, and how hard was it? To push this on a county or district or even statewide level to make that change hey you're doing your fall and spring test but now let's actually dig into the numbers what was that process like over that period of time sure
3: um, once we had all the data um, I met with our data analyst at central office um, and they usually they're taking all the data from reading and math scores and I never really have done too much with the fitness gram so right. when I sat down with um, Tom Ferretti in Wicomico County, our data analyst. He and I came up with an idea, and and he put it all together by bringing the students' data and aligning it with the fitness gram data, and that's how we were able to correlate that or show that you know relationship. That's, and at that point, data speaks for itself.
0: Absolutely, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, just yesterday, we had someone on from the Vermont State Association who was their state is now adopting fitness gram statewide mandated and how their teachers are going to embrace that shift and that was a key piece too. that it's not just the fact that you're conducting assessments but what are you doing with the information afterwards I feel like that's what leads to again going back to that advocacy piece this is how we lobby to get the things that we need by showing hey what we do matters and I feel like Chris is actually a great person to to bring into this conversation on advocacy and how to kind of walk the walk Talk, talk and fight the good fight to make sure that our kids and our teachers have what they need to be su- successful. Chris, can you talk a little bit about your experience in that, in that realm?
4: You know, it, in Maryland this year and in, in many states, you're working on ESSA plans and what accountability is going to look like in school systems and we had a series of stakeholder meetings with different content areas across the state and our person bringing them came to our meeting and asked our phys ed, health ed supervisors what they wanted and we asked for things that you would traditionally hear more time, et cetera, and and Nick said, and here's the data, why? And that, uh, you know, after the meeting she said to me, who was that man and I need to talk to him? (laughs) Because the, the data matters and Nick really talked about, it's about relationships and not talking in that your own little sound box, but reaching out to people outside of the phys ed and health ed community so that the value of our, our subject areas goes up and so that people understand what's happening in classrooms that we want to see happening in classrooms and the effect of what's happening in classrooms. So from an advocacy standpoint, it, it's about building relationships and that's what's so great about being here at CHAPE is that we can meet so many people and, and learn from them and having those one-on-one conversations, taking risks to have those one-on-one conversations with you know, Nick Reference's superintendent And we were just having a a little Maryland meeting and somebody said should I call my superintendent I said yes absolutely what's the worst thing that's going to happen they won't take your call but they probably will because those offices are very receptive so we have to reach out and we have to have those elevator speeches to advocate for what's happening the other night we're staying in the Renaissance Hotel and there were four or five folks from the convention coming one to one person who was obviously not and she looked at us and said there's some sort of sport convention going on and i said well we call it phys ed and we she was from florida and talking about the lack of phys ed in her kids school and five of us gave her an elevator speech and it was a great example of advocacy you don't know when it's going to happen but we have to talk about the great positive things that are happening in our classrooms and the data proof are happening in our classrooms and they, they happen everywhere they happen in wicomico county public schools in maryland they're happening in every school district across the state but we need to make sure that we advocate with information that people want in the format that they want and that we keep our advocacy focused on kids. Nick's talking about kids in this district. And as much as we would all love increased staffing and more money for our teachers and things that are important to teachers, advocacy results happen when we talk about the benefit for children. For sure. And to speak to that a little bit, we you think
1: about Fitnessgram's new partnership with Open. We talked to Dr. Lyons earlier today about how that empowers teachers to not only have the tools and activities to make it fun, but using the FitnessGram system to legitimize, legitimize uh, what's happening in their classroom. And a big part of the advocacy piece is not only having those conversations, but then having the evidence and the data to back up what happening and to see that it's easily replicatable replicable, um, from state to state. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's a national system that's been used all over, but now just this big data push for to make the connections that Nick is making over his three-year period. And Chris, you touched on something that I
0: think is criti- critically important and probably overlooked a lot of times. You mentioned should I call my superintendent? I feel like for a lot of pre-service teachers or, or, or young teachers, they either don't know who to contact or don't feel like they're worthy, for lack of a better term, of being the one, like, oh, maybe Chris should make that call for me instead. I think it's important for people to hear from folks like you. Anyone can make that call. And as a matter of fact, the more people who make those calls, the more likely we are to see change come about. I think that's something that's so huge about a conference like this, not just the sessions you go to, the people that you meet. Uh, whether you're a teacher in Maryland or not, I'm sure having a five-minute conversation with Chris Herschel about advocacy and how to, how to, you know, put your program out there is going to benefit you wherever you are. So, you know, fortunately, there are three, four, or five thousand people who are here who, who can get that message this week. For the folks that aren't here, what would be your elevator speech? What, why should I take it upon myself to be that champion for my school, my district? my county, my
4: state, why am I worth it? Because what we do for kids is worth it. And if you don't explain why it's worth it for kids, who will explain that? Um, Maryland example, we had a, an online survey for feedback for our state plans, and there were about 400 total responses to that. And of those 400, about 125 were health and physical educators. And what happened out of that, because there was a voice were people coming to their local health and physical educators and people coming to the, our office at of the State Department and saying, let's talk more about this, and then being able to have that conversation. Our, our legislative advocates tell us that at a state level, 10 to 15 communications will probably move an issue to the attention. And you know, when we think about that, it's, oh, I, I don't know if 100 people are going to call and say what I do. Well, if you do and your spouse does and your close friends do, you're halfway there. And if it's not valuable enough for us to speak to it, then, you know, we have to consider if it's something worth speaking. But the power of the individual connection, phone call, email, um, not using a template, but making an individual connection, regardless of the lane, is what moves the minds of politicians and gives you the opportunity to advocate at a higher
3: level.
4: Folks, for everyone who's listening, if
0: you're here at the conference, uh, I, I can't stress this enough. Please seek out Nick. Seek out Chris. They're, they're wearing terrapin red, you can't miss them. Uh, they, I feel like, have such great insight to things that maybe a lot of PE teachers aren't tapped into, how to use data, how to advocate properly. If you catch them in a hallway, maybe walk them to their next session and ask them a few questions, pick their brains a little bit. Again, every single person here will be better in the future by having those kind of conversations, and in turn, our kids benefit. Guys, I can't thank you enough for sharing a few minutes of your time. I I appreciate it. I I hope you enjoy the rest of your conference, and hopefully we get to catch up a little bit more later this week as well.
4: Thank you very much for having us. Thanks for for the opportunity.
0: Thanks so much, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, special edition of the Open Forum podcast, still rocking and rolling on day three. We're here at Shape Nashville, the Music City Center, the U.S. Games booth, and if I'm not mistaken, I think we're breaking in another new first, Yes. or maybe not a first, but definitely the biggest guest we've ever had on the <laughs> Open Forum podcast and I mean that in more ways than one ladies and gentlemen We are know, being,
5: Dr. Lyon's a pretty tall guy you might have to have a, a height off yeah. do we need to do back to back and <laughs> yep. put the line up you <laughs> might
0: have to do, you know what my students do is whose shoulders are higher like, you don't realize that like your heads are different shapes so yeah. like, your shoulders I digress uh, the best The the best the West Coast has has to offer West Coast best Coast we are being joined with Will by
5: Will Potter ladies and gentlemen Will how's the week going so far buddy it's been amazing absolutely fantastic Uh, this is my first Shape America conference and I thought oh I'm gonna be very overwhelmed by everything that's going on and and it's gonna be a you know I'm gonna feel like a little fish in a huge pond and and there's a you know a whole welcoming atmosphere that is totally unexpected that you would never think that that would be like that quick sad question how often do you feel like a little fish in any pond <laughs> more often than you think <laughs> I, I mean believe it or not i'm a bit of an introvert so
1: <laughs> because i always feel that way
0: <laughs> so this is your first convention first, first national convention what's what's the coolest thing you've seen
5: so far session wise or, or or other uh, well, there's been a, a lot of great, great sessions. I really loved the phys ed talks that Artie put on. And then I actually got to meet Artie, which is amazing because I've only <laughs> seen him <laughs> he's online. He's a great guy, isn't he? And he's a legend. He's like amazing. People talk about him all the time. And then getting to meet him face-to-face was fantastic. And getting to meet a million other Twitter people uh, at face-to-face is, for the first time was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the Chop Challenge yes. was a super highlight. I mean, we came in. Third or fourth or fifth, but <laughs> we we loved it. It was great. It was an awesome, an awesome. Uh, at, least, at least
1: you didn't get out first round. That's right. That's Very right true. Very we had true. Christine on yesterday, and she's like, "Yeah, we got chopped in the first round, but uh, it was a lot of fun." I'm like, yeah. oh, <laughs> it stinks to get chopped in the first round.
0: Now, as it was the
1: appetizer round.
0: That, oh, I see what you're doing. Right, well, a little TV tie-in. I like that. As a first-time attendee, what's one thing
5: that you're surprised about? One thing that you didn't expect that would happen that you've experienced? Mm-hmm. Um. Wow, um, I did not expect for as many hugs to happen. <laughs> like this is a loving environment. Like a and, lot of us are compulsive huggers. Yeah. Yes. and and you know what? I, I'd prefer the hug. As a germ yeah, like yes. all the handshaking, you're like, I gotta go wash I my, hands, go but my hands, hands. But a hug, you're like, you're like, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> really long. Uh, so you know, hugging is important, and it brings that that like I said, that family vibe, that that camaraderie that comes along with it. It's it's just amazing. So it, I, I've been to. Other national conferences before and you know state local all that good fun
0: stuff one thing I did not expect to see uh two things I did not expect to see this week were was one Will Potter tossing one of our open cheerleaders up on his shoulders and having her roughly 35 feet off the ground
1: full-on lifts happening
0: and then having that followed up by our other open cheerleader then I don't know
5: front back squatting Will Potter himself well, off the ground. Yeah, well, Brandon said, I I mean, I can only, my my max is 315, are you going to be good? I said, I think you'll be good if we we had a spotter. (laughs) And then I said, well, let's put her on my shoulders and me on your shoulders and we'll just go all the way up. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I don't think we have insurance for that. But I do think we're going to try that jump rope trick. Yes. So I think they're going to turn me and somebody's going to jump over me. (laughs) That's
1: going to be fantastic. We need a spotter for Potter. Uh, (laughs) Uh, You're on fire today, buddy. I'm keeping the dad jokes coming. You are on fire today. That is a
0: good one. (laughs) It's, it's um, late
1: here at the U.S. Games booth.
0: This is your first Nashville convention. Is it your first time in Na- Nashville as well? Yeah, yeah, it was, that was a big draw, it was the city. The music city. The city. What's the coolest non-session thing that you've seen so far in Nashville?
5: Um, well, we had barbecue, yes. which was amazing. Where? Uh, this place right around the corner. Martin's? Martin's, yes. it was really yes, good. Yes, yes. Uh, And then the, the music, like, you, you know, you go, I'm in California, I'm in San Francisco, you go to a club or to a restaurant and there might be a live bar or a live piano bar or something. This city has a, a band in every room of every restaurant. You could get six different vibes from six different restaurants twice. Right. So, like, the music is is just absolutely amazing, which makes it a little difficult to have, like, little nice... Like, let's talk about P.E., and, and it, which is fine, but um, it, it's, it's amazing.
1: There's actually like, Nashville city ordinances that say between these hours, there has to be live music. Like, all your music played in your establishment has to be live music. It's it's pretty cool.
0: I was pretty impressed. I mean, I I did a little bit of research my first time in Nashville as well. I expected live music. I didn't realize that if you go out at lunchtime, 11 o'clock in the morning, all those places still have music going. And the quality of the bands, too. It's not like just some... You know, oh, I was,
5: Everybody's good I was walking and somebody was doing a Cover of Firework like solo with an acoustic guitar I was like that's, <laughs> that's really awesome. good Like that guy needs to be on The Voice Like yeah. I would turn around for him <laughs> um, definitely. It's a, but, but then also like you're just walking down the street You're stopped at at a, a crossing signal And the little electric boxes Or whatever they're playing, they're music. playing music They yeah. have little jukeboxes everywhere you go It's so crazy The city is definitely alive yeah. in, in, in that music front um,
0: we're about uh, a day and a half or so away from the end of this conference, just over the, the, the midweek point. What's one thing that's still on your schedule, on your agenda, a must-see for you so far? Well, I
5: still haven't done the, the Grand Old Opry or any of the museums, the Johnny Cash Museum. I want yeah. to see that. It looks fantastic. Um, I got a thing where I wherever I go that's someplace cool. I get a refrigerator magnet and I stick it on my oh, cool. my refrigerator. I do the
1: deck of cards thing. Yeah. I get to go over to the gift shop
5: and get a deck of cards before we leave. So that's that's one of the things I gotta do is I gotta get some refrigerator magnets from, from down here. Um, and now if I'm not mistaken, you you presented this week as well, right? I did a tech session on Tuesday. How was, was that? Oh uh, it was amazing. Cause we had you know, half of us had never met. We just did the boxer <laughs> thing and we were planning and organizing this boxer boxer cast or this this session through boxer. Right. Um, and then we got to see each other and give each other a big hug before the session started and then we got to work and it was cool. It was you know the, the choose your own tech adventure and we we divided everybody up and there's four different sessions every half an hour people were rotating through different tech ideas which was really cool.
1: Yeah, as far as the the reception that we've got the comments we've gotten about the first day of the conference, it was either your session or the cricket session that people were just yes. raving about. Yeah. So know yeah. that the buzz the buzz yeah. is definitely revolving around what you guys did. It was awesome. You yeah. guys
0: kicked off the the weekend yeah. in a major, major, major way. way. What's one session that you're still looking forward to? Over
5: well, last day or something. Um, there is a technology session at eleven fifteen today, which I'm probably am um, missing right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's one. There was one this afternoon that I was really looking forward to doing, it. and then I've I've tried to catch all of the toy sessions, all the teacher of the year sessions.
1: Got two and, of those today.
5: Yeah, and then there's the Hall of Fame dinner where I'm going to support. Two of the or three of the California Teachers of the Year. Hopefully nice. they, they get to win. Keep my fingers yeah, crossed. Nice. Strong West Coast <laughs>
0: representation. Tonight. Well, they're they're
5: all they're all people I look up to and who have mentored me in in my career. Um, Matt and Kate are both very very good friends and mentors. And then Kim, in the short time that I've known her, has opened my eyes this whole world of Flipgrid and things like that. For sure. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll let you try to sneak into that 11:15 session. But to put you in the spot real quick. Before we take off, we are in Nashville. We are in the Music City. There is music all over this place. Do
5: you have a favorite country music song? Ooh, a country music song? country music song. Oh, I'd have to... Ooh. Maybe I, I'll go old school. I'll say a little uh, a little uh, Willie Nelson. Ooh, that's the second Willie Nelson reference we've yeah. had so far. So... Any songs you want to sing a few bars of before you... Um... Oh, no, I'm not singing anything. <laughs> I would not make people sick on the radio right
0: now <laughs> i mean we, we've been doing it for three days so I, I, I don't know why we'd stop now um but hey it's been an, an absolute blast and pleasure to to have you on to to meet you in person for the first yeah. time uh i hope this isn't the last time that our I, paths
5: cross i don't i hope that
0: too yeah and uh, thanks I, for a few minutes of your time today too man it was great absolutely thank you well Potter, ladies and gentlemen me. and have fun that session i will